I just now want to, to say that song wears me out. Well, we only sing it a couple times a year. I'm just going to go ahead and have a word of prayer right now as we, we honor the Lord in this sanctuary and dedicate this building, this sanctuary for his glory. Our precious Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you and we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for this church and for this sanctuary. Father, we thank you for this place where we can come and just sing songs like Last Word and How Great Thou Art. And so that you'll hear that all the earth sing your praises. Lord, in our own spirit, when we feel dead, may you bring us to life. Thank you for coming up from the grave, giving us a hope, giving us a future. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for how you've provided for us. We pray, Father God, that you will use this church to continue to further your ministry, your bride, to do your will. Thank you for the hands that came and worked and for the needs where people prayed. Thank you for the monetary gift. And, Father, we thank you for the love and just the concern that was poured into this building. Lord, may we continue to bring hope to Akron, Ohio, and to the surrounding communities. Father, you are honored, and this is your church. In your name we pray. Amen. This is where I take a drink. We'll see if it makes it through the song. Then came the morning. Night turned into day. The stone was rolled away. Then hope came to each and every one of us. We're glad you're here with us. Welcome to this Easter resurrection service. Just lost their dearest friend. All that he said, now he was dead. So this was the way it would end. Dreams they had dreamed were not what they seemed. Now he was dead. And gone. Caught in the jail, the hammer, the nails. How could a night be so long? Then came the morning. Now Was wrong. 
Hallelujah. Well, welcome to church again, and I, I'll tell you something. Isn't it so cool to stand up here and see everybody here? You know, it's terrible for a pastor to have to look out and know that he's preaching to two people. But we know this, that no matter how many people are here, God is here, and he's in the midst. And so I praise the Lord for that. I just want to start off this morning by saying, you know, as, as we embark upon Easter, I know so many people put such an emphasis on the Easter bunny, the gifts, the presents, the family time, the the Easter egg hunt, and just spending time with family. And I really believe that God loves the family because he instituted the family. And so I'm so thankful for family. I'm so thankful for my wife. I'm thankful for the memories that we get to share. However, it is also in the most important of them all because it's time to celebrate the ascension and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you would, please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 24. I'll be reading verses 2 through 8. I won't take much time this morning, but it'll be Luke 24, verses 2 through 8. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in. And found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass as they were much perplexed 
thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke unto you when he was yet in Galilee. And here's what he said. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of the sinful men and be crucified and on that third day rise again. And they remembered his words. The two angels asked the women when they were looking in a tomb for someone who was alive. Oftentimes we run into people who are looking for God among the dead. They study the Bible as mere historical document and go to church as if it's going to a memorial service. But folks, Jesus isn't among the dead. Jesus isn't among the dead. For he's alive. Hallelujah. He reigns in the hearts of Christians and is the, is, and is the head of this church and is still the head of so many churches. Do you look for Jesus among the living? Do you expect him to be active in the world and in your family and in your church? Look for signs of his power. Why? Because they are all around. Don't be afraid. The Gospel of Mark reads, As Mary Magdalene and Mary entered, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were afraid. And he said to them, do not be afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where he was laid. God the Father wanted us to see his work prophesied and fulfilled. And he used angels to communicate that to them. You see why? Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. So you ask the question, and oftentimes we talk so much about Jesus being risen from the, from the grave, but we don't talk about the angels that were around the grave. What was their significance? What, why? What took place on that day? The angels did not roll away the stone so Jesus could get out, but so that others could get in and see for themselves that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead, just as he said. Isn't that amazing? You know, because even in the scriptures where it says, keep him in there for three days and then go back and check on him. I know that there was Martha Mary Magdalene. The ladies went as they had myrrh. They were getting ready to, to, to take care of him and see what was going on. And can you imagine going to the grave and seeing one of your loved ones gone? Wouldn't be a good sight for you or for anybody else. It would be something scary. But here's what's so awesome. Everything that was said in the Old Testament, everything that Jesus said in the New Testament was revealed when he rose from the grave alive. Many people will say to me, but see, I don't understand. I said, wow, that's amazing because Jesus said the same thing to them. Or they said the same thing to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, but you see the nail prints in my hands and my feet? You see who I am? So he went back to his disciples. Can you imagine the time, what it must have been like, even for Jesus to walk through the walls? Everybody, he told the disciples, and they were all hid up there in that upper room. And, and uh, what were they, awaiting his arrival? And he walks through the wall. If he walked through the wall right now, we'd probably all just stop and, and, and stare. For some, it would probably take you by surprise. 
just as it did the ladies as they went upon that tomb and they saw the angels that were there. But isn't it amazing how the Gospels kind of, and, th- and that's what I love about Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There are four Gospels, and, and I always say this, this is perspective. But you see what I love about the Gospels is we look at this is Matthew, this is Mark, this is Luke, and this is John. It's perspective. Now, if I turned everything around and I was, were to say to you, did you notice what John was wearing? All of you over here would say, yes, I remembered he had fluorescent socks on. If I said, do you guys remember what Matthew was wearing? Everybody over here would say, yeah, were those polka dotted socks? It's your perspective of what you see and what they saw. So as the Gospels portray exactly what took place of the crucifixion and the resurrection, it was their perspective of what they saw. But you know what I like even better? Is that God was able to put it into the pages of his holy word so that we could see the perspective of his holy word and compare the notes and say, yes, this did happen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen. We have to step out by faith. That is the first step in our Christian life. So as I continue to move forward, I just want you to think about this profound thought. The angels did not roll away the stone so Jesus could get out, but so that others could get in and see for themselves that Jesus had indeed risen from the dead, just as he said. Church, listen, and Christians, we are faltering. We're losing sight of who Jesus is. Our world is getting more and more dark. There are more and more families that are turning their back on who Christ truly is. And when we sing a song like Last Word, It Is Finished, I don't care what goes on. He is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. And he is all-knowing. He's all-present. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He knows everything. He's everywhere all the time. And we can't do, we can't pull anything over on him. For he said, it is finished. And so he confirms that in his word. So if you would please turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. We'll focus on this text. Matthew 28, I'll be reading verses 1 through 10. You've now seen, read, and heard that just as the birth of Christ was accompanied by angels, so was his resurrection. I'd like to point out three points to this morning's message. One, the angel's mission. Two, the angel's message. And three, the angel's master. Let's read together. Matthew chapter 28. Verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and became as dead men. The angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall you see him, lo, just like I've told you. They departed quickly from the sepulcher, and fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. 
And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Do not be afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there they will see me. The angel's mission. Number one, the body of Jesus Christ apparently returned to life unseen in the darkness of that Middle Eastern tomb. Rising out of his burial shrewd and physically and miraculously passed through his sealed stone door and the tomb without the guards even knowing that he was even gone. As the women approached the tomb, an angel descended, touched down with an earthquake and rolled away the stone. Not so that the body of Jesus Christ could get out of the tomb, but so that the women, the guards, the disciples, and the world could go in and see for themselves that it was empty. Jesus' resurrection is the key to the Christian faith. And why? One, Jesus, as he promised, Jesus rose from the dead. Two, Jesus' bodily resurrection shows us that the living Christ is the ruler of God's eternal kingdom. Not a false prophet, not an imposter. Three, we can be certain of our resurrection because he was resurrected. You see, death is not the end. There is future for each and every one of us. And there is life for each and every one of us. For the power that brought Jesus back to life is available to us to bring our spirituality or even our dead selves back to life. And last, the resurrection is the basis for the church's witness to the world. Jesus is more than just a human leader. He is the Son of God. So we realize that the angels had a mission. We realize that they are messengers for God Almighty. They worship God around the throne. They speak on his behalf. The angel's message, we looked at verses 5 through 7, and I won't read it again, but the, the word comes from angelos, which literally means messenger. So I suppose the happiest assignment ever given to any angel was the joyful task of announcing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The angel who announced the good news of the resurrection to the women gave them four messages. Do not be afraid. He is not here. Come and see and go quickly and tell. Can you imagine just embarking upon the tomb and all of a sudden they said he's not here, but please listen, don't be afraid. But here's what I want you to do. Go tell others that Jesus Christ is risen. He's alive. Many of us don't believe that he's real. We don't communicate he's alive. Our life should be a living testimony of his resurrection. Our lives should be a living testimony of life. That nothing could hold him down. So I encourage each and every one of you to, to embrace just the message. You don't have to be afraid. Tell people. Tell people all about what Easter truly is about. It's not about little Peter Rabbit. He had a fly upon his nose and he flicked it till it flew away. How many of you remember that? Okay, I'm the only one. Well, mom's in Florida. Yeah, just our family. It's sad. But anyhow, that was what we learned back in the day. So we'll not even get deep into that song. But I thought maybe some of you would help me out, but we'll just keep moving in this message. All right. The angel's message 
needed to be declared. So <laughs> they did it. They said, he's not here. Come and see and go tell a message. So we learn that God assigned them a message. So one, we understand they had a mission. Now two, we understand they have a message to tell. And it's simple. He's alive. He's alive. You rem- do you remember the song? Yeah, I could go. Dolly Parton, the gates and bars and windows were all fastened down. I spent my light nights in sleeplessness and rose at every sound. Am I the only one who remembers Dolly Parton singing, He's alive, he's alive. And I can't say, am I the only one? Give me a wave. Let me feel like we're all together here. Okay, great. So there's four of us. Okay, awesome. We're doing real well at this message today. We're all we're connecting here. And, uh, but anyhow, if you want to Google it, listen to Dolly Parton sing He's Alive. It's truly an awesome story about them coming upon the, the tomb, and he's alive. So last and third, the angel's master. The risen reigning Christ is who we want to see. The human heart has a natural hunger that only Jesus Christ can fill. My brethren, Jesus probably meant his disciples. This showed that he had forgiven them even after they denied and deserted him. Their relationship would now be stronger than before. Peter denied him. Judas sold him out. And I ask you this morning, who are you? Do you realize and recognize that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Do you realize the significance of the death, the burial, and the resurrection? Who are you? The angels were created by God to do a divine purpose. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible. You are created by God and have a divine purpose. But I want to ask you this morning, are you running from God? The angels understood who the master was. They understood who they worshipped. They didn't bear from that. They fulfilled exactly what God the Father sent them out to do, to tell other people. And as he ascends into heaven, he tells his disciples, go you into all the world, teach and preach and tell others about my resurrection, about my Father who sent his only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him won't perish but will have everlasting life. Awesome. What hope we have. Do you have a purpose? Do you have a mission? What kind of message do you communicate to others? What or who is your master? There was a little third grade uh, girl. There was a, a teacher. She was teaching her class, and she got, you know, she was all excited about this big illustration she was going to give. So she was telling about this story, and she's speaking to the class, and she's like, and Jesus, he went to the cross. It was that Good Friday. And as he was hanging on the cross, and the teacher's just building it up and building it up and building it up. And she says, and as he was hanging on the cross, he, you know, they placed the crown of thorns upon his head and the nail, nails through his hands and through his feet. They put a sword through his side. Blood was pouring out. As he was crying out, it is finished. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And she said, and then all of a sudden they were casting lots and their friends you know, they were watching and everybody just stood back to say, is this truly the Son of God? And one of the men said, yes, 
It is the Son of God. And that teacher, as she continued to keep telling the story and, and, and kind of making a, a good visual for all these little third graders, all of a sudden she says, then they took Jesus down from the cross and they went and they found this tomb which was from this rich man who said, I want to do this for Jesus. And they placed him in there and they rolled the stone in front of that empty tomb and Jesus laid in there. And all of a sudden, the teacher looks at the class. And she said, do you know what happened next? And that little third grader, she raised her hand she goes, I know, teacher. I know, teacher, what happened. And the teacher said, what happened? And that little girl jumped up from her seat, and she said, he jumped out of the tomb and went, ta-da! <laughs> Logan, are you following me? He's looking at me, yes, Pastor Todd. See, even in the, in the hearts and minds of a child, they understood that Jesus was no longer dead. He was alive. How awesome is that? And so I want to just conclude with this scripture verse. Matthew 6, 24 says, No man can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or else you will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So I, I ask each and every one of you this. I'm with you, sir. Are you truly hungry to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? I mean, seriously, are you hungry to have just an intimate relationship with Jesus? Now, I'm going to tell you this. There's a lot of people over the 12 years of this ministry that have come in this door. And I know we go to the grave sites of our loved ones. And when we go there, we pay respect to our loved ones. We go to their tombs. We go to the mausoleums. We go to wherever that special place is and we pay those respects to that loved one. We would have never expected to walk on, on any grave and expect somebody like an angel to be sitting there waiting for our love to give us the message. No, we oftentimes go to a cemetery because it's a beautiful scenery to sit and reflect upon the life of someone. So you know what today is for me? It's a memorial service. And yet it's a celebration. I don't want a bunch of crying people. Let me tell you something. I've lived my life. I, was, I got saved at 9, baptized at 13, surrendered to priest at 15, and here I am today. Live my life for Jesus Christ. That's not bragging. But I'll tell you this. When the Lord calls me home, it's going to be a great celebration. Don't weep over me, love of my life. I know that's hard, but walk by, just slap me a good one or something. I don't know, but I will tell you this. I'm happy to know that, you know what, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And as Jesus ascends, and, he, and as we remember it on this Easter, he resurrected for you and I. So is anybody here today hungry? The reason Christ died is so that we might live. And the reason he rose again is that we might love him. That we might serve our risen Savior.
He's alive. Hallelujah. He's alive. Hallelujah. He's alive. Let's say that together. He's alive. Hallelujah. We have a lot to be thankful for. And thank you. Hallelujah. Hey, these youth, they can go with every line. See, you know what I find interesting? They'll listen when they, is it selective hearing, parents? Amen. He's alive. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful that he is risen and he is risen indeed. Let's all stand to our feet. Father God, we love you and we just thank you for this morning. Thank you for the baptisms. Thank you for those that will be getting baptized this morning. And Lord, we just thank you for the, the, the young people, adults, Lord, that is coming forth to get baptized. And Lord, we just thank you that even in your word in Romans chapter 6, says we're to die to ourselves but then to rise and walk in the newness of life father we have a story to tell so may i encourage each person that's here today may they leave this place saying yes he is alive he's risen i'm glad i made it to church today i'm glad i have hope because of jesus christ and lord if there's somebody here that does not know you as lord and savior would they make just step out of their seat come to know who you are. Lord, we all have needs. And sometimes we've walked away from having that intimate relationship with you. But God, would you just stir within the hearts of each and every one of us to have a deep relationship with you. Father, we love you. And as we sing this song, as we look upon the cross, Father, may we reflect, Father, all that you've done for us. Father, you are alive. And you live within each and every one of us. Thank you for your death. Thank you for the blood upon the cross. Thank you for the burial. And Father, we thank you for the resurrection. And Father, we thank you for the sweet spirit in this building this morning. You are worthy of our praise, of our worship, and of our honor. Oh God, I love you. In your holy name we pray. Remain standing.